The Colorado Equals Security Podcast is your local source for regional security news, local events, and interviews with key individuals in the region. Now, here are your hosts, Rob Reck and Alex Wood. Welcome to Colorado Equal Security. This is the newscast for episode 37, the week of October 16th. Alex, you just got back. I, we missed you last week very much. Yeah, uh, sorry I couldn't be here, Rob, but I was out in San Diego missing mm. the snow here uh, for the ISSA International Conference. Had a good time there. Um, Did you learn anything? Um, I, I learned that um, aircraft carriers are large. We had a, a party on the USS Midway, yeah. which is you know a World War II aircraft carrier. So that was fun. Um, drunken sailors everywhere? Of course. Yeah. N- nothing but drunken sailors. Yeah. Well, good stuff. Why don't we go ahead and dive into the news for this week? Uh, first thing we'll mention, we have some news on our website, right? We have a new page out there. Um, we've talked about it a couple times and maybe not uh, as a news thing, but we have been doing for a few years some security leader dinners. Uh, we added a page to the website to kind of talk about what those are. So on a monthly basis, we get together with some, some different security leaders in the area. If you are running a security program and you're interested in getting involved, um, you know, there's a, there's a contact form on there to get, to get a, a contact to it. And of course, if you're looking to sponsor, there's a, there's this opportunity to get to sponsor those as well. So the first news story that we have, um, there's an article this week that, uh, said that a surprising number of men think that women are well res- representative in the executive ranks when it is uh, one in 10 women, you know, so one woman well, for every 10 men. Well, there's, that's about right in the general population, right? There's exactly about exactly. 10% of people are women. Yeah, sure. It? Sure. That's exactly so, how it is. So about 63% of men apparently are, are bad at math. That's what this <laughs> survey has, has come to show. 63% of men thought that women were well represented in the executive ranks. Uh, so, so some of the local news, um, the ex head of the NSA and CIA, uh, Hayden, Uh, came to Denver and started talking to some businesses here. And really the message that he gave to business leaders in in Colorado was, hey, if you're waiting for the government to ride in and and save you from the security threats, uh, you should stop waiting. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So this was a a panel on Thursday for the Colorado Association of Commerce and Industry. Um, Of course, it was the Brown Palace. Where else would it be? Um, But uh, they focused a lot on, uh, you know, small and medium sized business and the challenges that, that, that they face in terms of security. Um, I think it is, it's a little bit sad that, that there isn't that sort of government response, um, for this sort of thing. You know, if, yeah, if you think of, um, you know, actual kinetic warfare, you know, if another country was attacking us, then, um, then, you know, the army, Navy, other armed forces, we would be out there helping, but you know, in the cyberspace, it's, it's completely different. Yeah. I'm just not confident that they really could help in this situation. Right. There's not a lot that the government could do anyway. So there's, if they could, I bet they would. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Uh, so next, uh, Zero, which is a uh, a financial uh, application company, uh, sort of like a Quick you know, QuickBooks or, or something like that. Um, they have claimed the the top floor for the new Circa building on Platt Street in Denver. So it, when when I first saw this headline, I was thinking, didn't we just talk about them? And and we did talk about them about six months ago. They moved their U.S. headquarters from San Francisco to Denver. Um, so and actually, their headquarters is just about a mile from my house at like uh, Orchard and 25 area. Um, 
and and they have, are moving now their headquarters from the DTC up to downtown, about a block away from REI. I think that they probably realized um, coming from San Francisco to the tech center that the tech center isn't a super cool yeah. place to be. And then well, the they tech center find, sounds like it's going to be really right, techy, tech right? Tech center. <laughs> and so instead, they they got a nice building downtown. Yeah. So they're not the uh, the biggest company that's that's investing here in Denver. Uh, Apple is right now looking to hire a number of developers here in Denver. Nice segue, Rob. That was a good one. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's funny. This is. Um, this is a lot of engineering that they're doing around uh, the Apple Maps and some other big data projects, um, which, which is sort of interesting. I, it's not something you normally think of Denver for, but you know, MapQuest is here, yeah. um, and we've we've talked about Digital Globe a lot of times, which does the um, the images that you use right. for maps. So apparently Denver is a, a mapping headquarters. Yeah. So uh, since September twelfth, they have opened three new software engineering positions here. Um, and it really, apparently there was some scuttlebutt that they're going to lease significant space downtown to, to build a big dev office. Uh, and maybe this is adding up to say that that's the way they're moving. Um, so the, the position that opened on Monday was in mapping data and they say to join an exceptionally skilled group working with data science, statistics, geospatial data, and deep learning. So there you go. That's all we know. One more reason that Denver is a cool place to be. So is that the the last company that's moving here and investing heavily in Denver? Or is there I, is there more? I, I don't know that it'll be the last, but well, you know, I, I know it won't because uh, Trimble Navigation, the GPS company, is a uh, is actually doubling down in Denver and looking to to double the size of their investment here. So they're an international company headquartered, uh, I think, in California somewhere, um, and they're going to go from their current five hundred ish employees to about eleven hundred employees at their office in Westminster. Yeah, so um, we've heard. From uh, from Clay uh, Parker, right? Yeah, Clay, Clay Parker, Parker, who uh, who runs security over there, and it's a very interesting company. They're um, very very diverse in the the things that they do. A lot of different services. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would be a, a pretty cool place to work, and it sounds like um, definitely expanding here. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, so next, uh, there was a, an article this week about how to avoid the network outage that could cost you the C suite. Um, basically, uh, talking about how to secure your DNS, and this was. Uh, by one of the co-founders of Secure64. Yeah. And of course, we've talked about Secure64 a number of times. They, strangely enough, provide secure DNS solutions. Yeah. So one of the cool things about this is they, they talk about what does that you know kind of DNS Armageddon look like. Um, and then they also, uh, another cool thing about this is it wasn't actually a Denver article. This is a national article that, that we happened to pick up and see it looked pretty cool. A Colorado company is the one who's writing it. Yeah, good stuff. Um, Optiv was named a strong performer in two of Forrester's newest uh, waves. So Forrester does their, uh, their the wave that kind of shows who's the leader in each area, and, and they were the winners for two different ones. Yeah, I think people are probably more familiar with the Gartner Magic Quadrant, but it's yeah. the, the similar thing from Forrester. And the, the two areas were uh, information security consulting services and digital forensics and incident response. So I want you to read this next headline. Ooh. <laughs> um, so Logarithm has unveiled a self-evolving cloud-based analytics to enhance its threat lifecycle management platform. Uh, we'll do that one more time. They, Logarithm has unveiled a self-evolving cloud-based analytics to enhance its threat lifecycle management platform. In case, in case you guys didn't get that. Uh, so <laughs> they released a new product this week. Um, I think they're cl- calling it Cloud AI or, or something similar like that. So they're, they're taking their SEM... Uh, product and enhancing it with a, a cloud-based solution. Um, it's actually a, a pretty neat solution. We've we've seen it uh, in action um, 
uh, you know, where I am. And uh, it definitely has some good potential there. Um, I think you're, you're starting to see a lot of these companies leverage the power of the cloud for things like, you know, behavior analytics and other stuff like that. Yeah. Very cool stuff. And congratulations to them on, on getting that out to market. Uh, last last story here is not really an article, but just kind of a congratulations to to Merlin Namath. Merlin's a friend of ours who uh, was until a week ago the director of security at Red Robin and, and running their information security program. And as of this Monday, or I guess last Monday, the 9th, he started as the business information security officer for Reed Group. Yeah, congratulations, Merlin. Uh, sounds like a good move and good luck over there. Absolutely. So uh, that's it for the news. Uh, once again, wanted to remind everybody that we do have a store so if you want to buy any Colorado Equals Security merchandise, go ahead and check that out from the link on the website. Or if you don't want to buy it, maybe you could answer the trivia question Ooh, first. hey. <laughs> so last week, we did our first trivia question. Uh, thanks so much to Andre Gaeta, who's personally sponsored this. And thanks to those of you who reached out. Uh, for those who don't remember, the question was, what role did Blodgett Peak play in Colorado's history? Um, and the, the answer is it was the alternative site that was considered to, to Cheyenne Mountain for NORAD. So it wasn't selected because uh, there was an evaluation. They said the, the structural integrity of the mountain had veins in it that could split and cause it to crumble in if there was a massive shock wave or basically someone hit it with a missile, which seems relatively likely when, likely when you're building NORAD, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think you would want it to be secure. Don't want it to split in half. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do our second trivia question, and I think we're going to be alternating. So... You know, one week we're going to do something related to Colorado. One week we're going to do sort of a Colorado equals security trivia question. So the trivia question for this week, uh, you're going to have to go way back in our archives. Um, who is known as the first couple of security in Colorado and why? Yeah, I love it. First couple of security in Colorado. Um, so send us an email at info at colorado-security.com. Uh, first person to reply with the correct answer gets $25 worth of uh, credit to buy something at the Colorado Equal Security store. Sounds like a good deal to me. All right, let's jump over to events. As a reminder, we do have a calendar of events on the website. Uh, go out there and you can see what's coming all the way through. Actually, I think we're into January at this point. Um, but over the next couple of weeks, uh, want to start us off? Sure. So the first on our uh, calendar, CSA is having their October chapter meeting on the 17th. On the 17th as well, a Carbon Black is holding an event called Becoming a Threat Hunter, really giving a, a couple of hours of how you can use an EDR to become an effective threat hunter in your environment. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. Uh, ISSA Colorado Springs is doing their October chapter meeting on the 18th and 19th. On the 19th, the Denver ISSA meeting is doing their first ever government special interest group. So this is where people who either work in security in the government space um, or or want to get involved there, or we want to just want to get to know more about that area, can get together and, and talk together. Uh, also on the 19th, SecureSet is doing their Cybersecurity Expert Series. Uh, Chris Roberts, who we have interviewed on the podcast yeah. from uh, Calvio, uh, is speaking for that. On the 19th, DenSec is having their meetup. Make sure you follow them on Twitter to find out exactly where they're going to meet and what table to go to. On the 25th, there's another SecureSet event, Hacking 101. Uh, this one is on network security. And then uh, on the 25th as well, the Colorado Technology Association is doing a talent series, protecting your company's trade secrets and other confidential information. This is probably a really good opportunity for you to invite some non-security people to this. Some of your business leaders, maybe your legal folks, uh, so that probably they'll be speaking a little bit less security ease in this type of a meeting. 
ISSA Denver is doing their oil and gas special interest group on the 26th. Yeah, so that's the first time that that, that group's ever met as well. Uh, obviously, the ISSA has been trying to target those industries that have a good presence in Denver and give them a chance to kind of talk to each other and get to know one another from a security perspective. Um, also on the 27th, InfraGuard is doing a business email compromise workshop. But we don't know for sure if it's about how to properly pull off a business email compromise <laughs> system or to defend against it. So you really, you know, kind of flip a coin, see what's going to be. Yeah, and I think this is a, I don't want to say an entry level kind of event, but it's not one that's necessarily aimed uh, directly at information security professionals. So if you're someone that is, you know, in industry or an IT person or a business person, and you want to know about business email compromise, uh, this would be an event to go to. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, uh, SecureSet uh, on the 27th is also doing one of their Capture the Flag events. Awesome. All right, let's go ahead and jump into jobs. We have a couple of leadership positions this week uh, in healthcare. So starting off, we have a CISO role at HealthGrades. Do you know much about HealthGrades? I, I, yeah, I don't so, really. So they... Um, They've been based here for a long time, and they do, um, among other things, I think, they do ratings on hospitals and, and medical providers. Okay. So pretty cool. Um, Children's Hospital is hiring a director of information security, and so that's the position that, that runs their security program. Yep. Uh, Gates is hiring a security architect, and this would be reporting to Sam Massiello. We talked about Sam moving over there. We had Sam on the show a huge fan of Sam Massiello. This would be, if you're looking to be an architect or if you've been an architect and looking for a new opportunity with a great team, I'm sure he's going to build a great team over there. Uh, Vail Resorts is looking for a network security engineer. And we know those guys as well. Ian Buxton and Ryan Dunn are friends of ours who yep. work there. It's a small team. It's, I think, you know, for the size company they are, they have five or six security people. So you get to do a lot of really good stuff at a really large company. That And of course, skiing, free skiing. Of yeah. course. Uh, Davida is hiring an IT security risk analyst. While we're at it, you know, Steve Ober, great guy. <laughs> ben Gilling, great guy. Also good folks to work with. Uh, Chan Healthcare is hiring an IT audit manager. Manager, I don't know Chan Healthcare. I, I don't either. Okay. Uh, but it looks like an interesting position. Yeah. We do know Western Union, and Western Union is hiring a senior a senior information security analyst. I assume this is a few levels below Mike Kalak, but Mike's a, a great guy over there as well. Yeah, uh, Mantech is hiring a software vulnerability researcher. Um, the uh, the description here act, actually looked pretty interesting. So if you're someone that uh, wants to be a security researcher, I think this would be a pretty cool job to take. Yeah, very cool. Um, Ball Aerospace, we t we've talked with uh, with Dan Collender, who's now uh, over there. Uh, that they're hiring a security awareness training and educating education coordinator. This is really neat. Uh, not a lot of companies have something like this. This will give you a chance to to really help enlist the rest of the workforce to helping security. Very exactly. Cool. And then finally, Alchemy Security. Um, we've talked about Alchemy before. I uh, interviewed uh, Joe Bennell, the CEO over there. Uh, they're hiring a systems engineer. Very cool. So that's it for the news this week. We are going to throw it over to the feature interview, which was with Al Barton. Um, Al is the president of the Colorado chapter of the Cloud Security Alliance. Um, and, and really talking about what is CSA, what, what does this group do? And, and he does go a little bit into even how you can secure your own cloud infrastructure. Nice. Should be good. Cool. Well, we'll talk to you in about a week. Sounds good, right, Rob. Have a good one. Thanks. This is Clay Parker, Director of Security Operations at Tremble Navigation. Welcome to Colorado Equal Security for Colorado Security Professionals by Colorado Security Professionals. 
Welcome to Colorado Equal Security. This is Rob, and I am very fortunate today to be sitting with the president of the Cloud Security Alliance Denver chapter, Al Barton. Um, Al, I have, I've been excited to get to see you guys' chapter really flourish over the last few years, and as we sit together today, I want to hear a lot about the background on that. Uh, but the first question I want to ask you is, what is the hardest thing about cloud security? Well, hey, Rob, thanks for having me. Um, hardest thing probably about cloud security, in my opinion, is just all the moving parts as well as the different laws and regulations that mm -hmm. different organizations have to deal with, um, whether it's your, you have data in the United States or North America, Canada, the EU, the different laws there versus if you're an international organization, you also have things going on in APAC. Just uh, see a lot of organizations, and I hear of a lot of organizations struggling to keep on top of all that uh, while keeping focus on what their their primary business is. Yeah, it's it's really changed things, hasn't it? The the outsourcing of managing our infrastructure, and, and of right. course. One of the hardest parts about cloud security is is what does cloud security mean? Yep. If I ask you, you might all you might be thinking about platform as a service or infrastructure as a service in AWS, and maybe I meant you know SaaS products like Salesforce and right. And, it, and it, the problems are so different between the two. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So let's let's back way up, right? I, Al Barton, the 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 president of CSA. How did you get into IT? What you know. Were you a music major? Were you a CIS major? Talk to me how we got here. Um, how I got here, it, it's, it was a long, twisted road. Uh, my major was actually business management, human resources as a, as a uh, specialty, and um, I never, never really got into HR. Uh, started off in retail after I graduated college, moved out to Denver back in 93, um, and from there, I did. Re I continued to do retail until I happened into uh, work doing customer service at Oppenheimer Funds. Oh yeah. Yep. So I did customer service for about a year, year and a half there. Um, you know, just fielding investor and dealer uh, phone calls on account maintenance and things of that nature. And then they had an opening on their help desk, and I thought, uh, you know, I had a. I like messing with computers, but I don't know that much. I didn't major in IT, but it was an entry-level position, so I applied for it, and luckily I landed it. Um, so I started at Oppenheimer Funds on the help desk down in, uh, this was actually when they were, before they were at the tech center, when they were down off of uh, Hampton in Havana, hmm. uh, across from Kennedy Golf Course. And then from there, uh, about six months later, I moved into desktop support, working in their remote technologies uh, team, handling all the laptops, became A plus certified, Toshiba tech certified, et cetera, and just went on from there. Um, moved to, to a startup in Broomfield in 2001. Um, unfortunately, the dot-com burst happened, so I moved from there to uh, a company now called Truma BCT, but it was Gambro BCT in Lakewood. Sure. Um, spent 13 years there doing everything from desktop support to some network work. Uh, eventually moved to security operations, and my last job there was as a SAP security administrator. Yeah. Um, decided, did SAP security for three years, realized it wasn't something that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I wanted to get back into security operations. So at that point, I moved to DeVita. Um, spent two years there in their IT security operations. What years were you in at DeVita? Uh, DeVita was 2013-2014. Uh, I was at, at DeVita. Yeah. Um, 
And then I had an opportunity to become a sales engineer. Uh, I was approached to become a SE, and I always thought it was a, a cool job, a fun job, whenever I sat across the table from SEs that I admired and worked well with. Yeah. Um, so I came to what they call the dark side and uh, started off with Trend Micro as an SE for about a year and a half, and now I'm at uh, Zscaler Very as cool. an SE for Mountain States. Very cool. So and when did you get plugged in with the Cloud Security Alliance? Cloud Security Alliance was probably about two and a half, almost three years ago, um, I took over. Uh, the previous board and president, uh, you know Andy Lewis? Mm-hmm. Um, Andy was in charge of Cloud Security Alliance, and I attended a couple of their meetings, and they had a board meet, uh, they, they had a board election meeting, so I threw my hat into the ring, and... Um, you were the one who didn't step back? Uh, yeah, basically, <laughs> that's almost what it was. <laughs> hey, for all those listening, it's not that hard to take over one of these groups. Just nope. show up and... <laughs> show up, raise your hand, and uh, yeah, we, we'll put you to work. Yeah. So, it, But wasn't Andy doing OWASP, or was that quite a bit earlier, or what? Uh, he, I think he was just finishing up with OWASP, okay. and uh, he had started the Cloud Security Alliance and was working on that. Oh, cool. So he started it. Yeah, he so started the Denver chapter. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, yeah, obviously the Denver chapter, yeah. Yep. Um, and so why don't you talk to me, uh, you know, I know a little bit about it, but for those listening who might not know, what is CSA? What's the larger organization? And then maybe talk about the chapter. Okay. So CSA, uh, you know, the, lo- the larger international organization is based out of uh, California. And we have multiple chapters uh, across the, wor- the world, you know, um, Boston, New York, Denver, Singapore, Philippines, UK, etc. Uh, but it's basically to promote uh, secure clouds, uh, Computing practices. Um, and the C, the CSA also creates some resources, right? You guys, they, they create the the I can't remember what this the questionnaire, the cloud security. They got the CCSK. Well, there's a certification, there's the, and I am CCSK certified. I'll have you perfect. know. Uh, that's the certified cloud security knowledge. Knowledge. Yep. Um, I think I got the earliest version where you didn't have to. Re- yeah, I took a test, but right. but I think I've heard it's gotten a lot harder since then. It was, um, but the, then you guys have some other resources that, like, if you, when you're evaluating your cloud security providers, there's a questionnaire that the star. CSA created, the, the STAR assessment. Yep. STAR assessment, mm-hmm. yep, there's that. Um, they also do a lot of research and publish a lot of white papers. Yeah. Uh, because the cloud's changing so much, uh, you know, IT's changed so much in the last 5, 10, 15 years. Cloud has just seemed to be accelerating that by you know a factor of two or even three sometimes. So yeah. um, they're just trying to help organizations and professionals like us just keep on top of all that. Yeah. And so you guys are, are a, a child organization of the big one. Is it, do you, do you guys have like a formal structure in that or is it just kind of loosely federated stuff? It's more of loosely federated. Um, the international or the, the, the parent structure is becoming more involved. They just issued what's called their summit in a box to help the smaller organizations like the local chapter like Denver plan their summits Um, and they just published that actually this this month but prior to that you know we don't pay national dues we don't charge local dues here in Denver Um, none of our monies go back to the parent organization so we're self-sustaining from that point So they have some resources for you, but it's, it's pretty loose. So ISSA, on the other hand, uh, if, if you're an ISSA Denver member, I think it's $120 a year and, right. and $95 go to international and $25, whatever it is, go to, to Denver, yep. um, something like that. And it's, it's a much more structured relationship, so interesting to hear uh, how, how it works for CSA. So if, if someone's um, 
someone comes to one of your chapter meetings and you generally meet on Tuesday on a Tuesday evening downtown Denver. Correct. What, what, what do people expect? What should someone who's coming there expect to get out of it? Um, what we typically try to do is we have uh, our chapter meetings, like you said, on a second or third Tuesday of each month. We try to have... Um, great speakers who are entertaining, and we try to stay as vendor neutral as possible. Uh, Because we don't charge any dues at this time, uh, we're 100% reliant on those vendors, whether it's a company like Ping or Zscaler or um, Optiv, to sponsor that that particular meeting and um, you know, afterwards we'll do a happy hour, which they'll pay for. And Netscope is usually is pretty active there. Is that Net, right? Netscope has come in a couple times. Yeah. Um, actually, their one, one of their board members in Phoenix, Arizona, is the SE covering Denver, uh, and I've gotten to be friends with him just talking about CSA stuff. Yeah. So we've had them up, and and they've right, they've right. talked and they've supported us as well as Zscaler and um, CenturyLink's been another big oh, sponsor cool. last couple the last year. Uh, they've provided some speakers as well as the state of Colorado. Yeah. And, and I know Muhammad is, yep. is worked for the state and he's on your board. Correct. Um, so what, actually, let's take a minute and talk, tell me about the board. Who else helps you run this chapter? Okay. So on the board, uh, there's myself. We have Muhammad. Uh, we have Trish McGinnity. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Trapper Little from DeVita. Uh, we have Brian Lewis from CenturyLink. And we have Janelle Heiss. Uh, she's in between some stuff right now, doing some contracting, and I know there's one other person I'm missing, Dario Monteglo. Oh yeah, Dar- Dario's at Netscope, right? Uh, no, that's Dar- that's Dario. Um, different Dario. Yeah, different Dario. Okay. Um, and, and so, how do you, how do you break down the work between you guys? Um, so I'm president, uh, mm-hmm. and again, I was the one standing there, yeah. and everybody backed away. But uh, we just talked amongst ourselves and like, um, because Mohammed's so involved in like secure set and doing teaching and stuff like that, yeah. he's in charge of our education. Okay. Um, because Trish is so well connected and she's got that great personality and she knows tons of people in town. She's uh, in charge of our sponsorship. Okay. Uh, Brian has a financial knack, so he's good. Treasurer. He's our treasurer. Um, Trapper's our vice president. Janelle is our resource liaison to nationals as we try to build that uh, relationship yeah. there. And then uh, Dario is our membership, so help, helping to drive membership. So he that's likes good. to go to a lot of meetings and talk us up. Yeah, well, that's great. So over the last, you, earlier you were just telling me you guys have, have now had 24 months in a row of, of meetings. That, About that, that right? yeah. That's pretty great. Two years of two years of consistent meetings. And, you know, I, I know that's a lot of work. So, uh, you know, Good job to you guys for keep pulling that off. Well, thank you. Yeah, just a, any highlights, any favorite, any f- favorite meetings you've had over the last couple of years? Uh, I think everybody's favorite is December because it's a holiday party. You know, what, what do you guys do? Uh, we usually just go drink. <laughs> we, we we've done uh, not, we we've done the um, oh what's the. The the, the 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 presents that nobody likes when you get oh, the white away. elephant gift yeah, yeah the white elephant gift we've done that the last couple of years yeah uh, we try and make it fun um, where, where do you meet we so we we used to meet at Davida um, but we've had some scheduling conflicts there so what we've started doing is meeting at Mohammed's office for. Um, Colorado State. Yeah, office and, of IT, or OIT. There. Yeah, OIT up there off 16th and Pearl, mm-hmm. I believe it is, or 17th and Pearl. Okay. Um, 
but and then we adjourned to Walter's three hundred three uh, Pizzeria. Oh, nice. So that, that's is that where the happy the happy hour is and afterwards. the white elephant gift. Uh, that's where it will be this year, cool. pro- most nice. likely. We used to do it at McLaughlin's, but I understand they clo- recently closed. Okay, uh, down there by Union Station. So let's talk a little bit about uh, you guys. Met, you mentioned and we just actually announced it on the podcast. Uh, in a recent episode, you guys are going to have a fall summit coming up. and Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that the resources that International has around Summit in a Box. So tell me, what, what is a fall summit? Is this the first time you guys have done it, and what's it going to look like? No, it's actually our second time. Okay. Uh, we did our last fall summit, our first one last year. This year's fall summit for 2017 will be uh, Thursday, November 9th, and it's going to be at the Arvada Center for Arts and Humanities. Uh, with free parking. Is that is that off 36 up there? No, it's off of, uh, Wad, just north of I-70 off of Wadsworth. Okay. Um, so if you want to take a look at csacolorado.org, yeah. uh, there's a link there for Fall Summit, and you can register and get more information on speakers uh, and things of that nature. So basically what we're going to do, we're going to do something similar to Rocky Mountain Information Security Conference, but not nearly as big. We're a one-day yeah. One day summit. Uh, we're going to open up with a keynote speaker. Um, from there, we're going to have three different tracks. We have a business track, a technical track, and we're going to have a compliance risk track this year, focusing mm. a lot on uh, GDRP, as well as um, you know we'll have some vendors there that are going to be sponsoring. They'll have booths and um, just try to provide a lot of good content around cloud security, best practices. Um, try to keep it as Vendor neutral as possible, but there are going to be some vendors there because they're they're sponsoring us um, to help us pay pay for the Arvada Center, pay for the food and yeah. uh, things of that nature. But uh, you know, we're we're just excited to have a a successful summit. We had 125 attendees last year for our first one, so we're shooting for 150 this That'd be year. That's great. Have you identified uh, any keynote speaker at this point, or are you still kind of on the hunt there? No, we got the keynote speaker identified. Uh, David McCurdy, CTO for State of Colorado, will be our keynote speaker. Um, and then, like I said, we're going to have three different tracks. We're going to offer 12 CPEs. And we're looking to finish up the day with a panel discussion. We don't have the topic yet, but Mark uh, Weatherford, former state uh, CISO, is going to be our panel moderator. Hmm. And we're shooting to get – we're almost locked in uh, to have it – be uh, panelists from Google, VMware, and uh, possibly AWS or mm-hmm. Azure. Well, you have some some really cool speakers. I'm just looking at the website. We have Drew Labo, and, and yep. Drew's a friend of the show. Was he was the CISO for Denver Health, and previous to that, over at Children's Hospital. Uh, we've got Carlin Dornbush, uh, who's who was the CISO for Think Tank, and now we're doing his own consulting service. Yep. Um, some, some other folks that I know on here as well, Merlin Namath over at Red Robin. Yep. Um, so anyway, a lot, a lot of good folks should be really interesting. Yeah, we're we're excited for it. Uh, you know, lo- looking forward forward to a successful uh, summit, and then next year, um, actually, the CSA Nationals pick Denver because they they can't help all the chapters every year. Uh, with their summits or conferences, yeah. but they picked us, so uh, we'll have some national or international um, assistance from them as well. Nice. So that, that's great that your 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 national or international group's going to be coming here next year. Do you have a, a date for when they're going to be coming? No, uh, not yet. Probably it'll be again sometime in November. We're going to yeah. try and keep with a fall, with a fall theme. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, 
and that also offsets nicely. Like you said, RMISC, it's in, it's in May. It's kind yep. of, you know, the other side of the year. Nice to have an event. Um, kind of counter, yeah, and Snow, Snowfrock is in yep. uh, Snowfrock's February, March. March. Yeah, something yeah. like that. And Snowfrock, for those who don't remember, is the uh, the the Front Range OWASP conference that uh, happens happens every year yep. that, that OWASP puts on. Um, so very cool, uh, cool agenda. It, it registration is open right now for folks to sign up. Yeah, we have early bird registration, which is going on until uh, October thirtieth, and then the prices go up after that. So please visit uh, csacolorado.org org and yeah. follow the links for the fall summit registration. Very cool. Um, all right, so let's let's chat about. Your your guidance, and you know, you can give this from your CSA perspective, or your you know, working um, for Zscaler perspective. What's your guidance for people who are working at those companies who, for years, had been saying, "Hey, not no cloud for us. We're staying internal." And uh, well, you know, maybe we do need to start getting into the cloud. What, what's what's the first steps? What should people start doing? Uh, first steps are you know, make sure take take small steps. Do deliberate planning. Make sure you understand what you want to go to the cloud first with. You, you, and actually, a lot of organizations might already be in the cloud. They just don't realize it. They might be using something like Ping Identity Management or Salesforce.com yeah. uh, or Workday, things of that nature. And they don't realize, well, that's a cloud service. Yeah. Uh, you know, as far as moving their internal infrastructure and things of that nature, you know, internal apps, maybe SAP or you know some internal manufacturing app up to AWS or Azure or CenturyLink or Rackspace or something like that. Um, you know, take a look and make sure that take actually take a look at the CSA website to see exactly uh, if there are any resources and white papers. See how other people have done it and how that might fit your industry or your vertical, and then you could start to make a project out of that. Take small baby steps and make sure you're comfortable with what you're doing. Make sure your stakeholders are comfortable, whether it's your internal stakeholders, your external stakeholders, your board people of that nature and then um you know there's only one way to eat an elephant it's yeah. one bite at a time yeah i like what you said about you know they're probably they might be using the cloud i say they're, they're definitely using the cloud already yeah. and their, their definition of what's cloud is probably just not quite right yeah and, and everyone is using some kind of a SaaS platform whether you're using you know, your hr system payroll system exactly you know, something like that's probably out there already and I think you, you take that as an opportunity, right? Hey, we've already made some investment in the cloud. Let's, uh, let's use this chance to look at what we've already done and start to make plans for what makes an acceptable cloud usage for us. Yep. It, it, as you come down the stack from that SaaS platform, you know, software as a service, and start getting into, into infrastructure as a service, that gets a little bit harder and a little bit more management um, but probably also where, you know, that's, that's where a lot of companies are going at this point. Right, exactly. Uh, okay, for uh, for folks who who are looking to get involved, so there's a lot of us, a lot of folks out there who who look at, at cloud and security and say those are two big buzzwords. There's got to be a job there for me. Do you have any guidance for people who are looking to get into the field? How do they start? Where should they you know where should they put their toe in the water? Um, you know, start coming to the meetings for, for all the different organizations, whether it's ISSA, ISACA. Uh, CSA, OWASP, ISC Squared, 
um, and, and start talking to people. Find out what they do, especially if they're involved. You know, obviously all the groups I just mentioned are security focused, but start talking to people. You know, are they network engineers? Are they cloud security engineers? Are they application? You know, where is their focus? And just ask them for a guidance or pick their brain to see what, what excites them about their job. Uh, what it, what where you might be able to relay those interests that you have personally into that type of uh, role, and go from there. Um, you know, go to some conferences, hear some different speakers, and see see what ignites your the fire within you. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're, I know guys that are total network security, and that's all they want to do. They they're not big on app security, and vice versa. There's guys that are very big on app security, and yeah, network security, it's, yeah. you know, they'll do it if they have to, but they'll leave that to the network guys. Yeah, yeah good stuff. Uh, well, I guess i ask you if you have any anything else you want to kind of talk to an audience about to tell the community in general. Any, any guidance for, for folks listening? Um, uh, yeah, just get involved. Um, you know, Denver's a great security community. I love what you and Alex have done with uh Colorado security with these podcasts and the resources you have up on the website, something that was long overdue. Um, you know, myself, when I, before I became involved with CSA, you know, I thought about, okay, yeah, maybe I should get involved with this group. Cause I came to, you know, I went to an ISACA meeting here and there. I went to an ISSA meeting here mm-hmm. and there, but you know, you're busy with work, you're busy with kids and family and, you know, try, trying to have some sanity in your life, but you got to just, Take, take that step and dive into the pool. Um, you know, I, I took that step and became involved with CSA. And at first, the first couple months, I was I was struggling. You know, the we didn't have we had two three people showing up at our meetings, and finally, I just took the bull by the horns, and you know, I got a good board on on board with me, and I said, let's make this successful. How can we make how can we make it successful? Yeah. So. You know, we sat down and started planning and looking at different things and um, just tried to build it from a grassroots effort. And it's, you know, it's been fulfilling. Yeah, I, I just echo that, you know, getting involved, you know, life is not a participant or a, a spectator a spectator sport. Yeah. Right? Life is not a spectator sport. We are, The more we remember that, the better we are at, at making that choice to get it actively participating in what we do. Right. Um, the the more happy, fulfilled we are, and the better the world around us is. And, yeah, you know, what, someone listening to this right now, you know, you don't, it doesn't take that much effort. Go, go, spend a couple hours getting to know these groups and figure out what your mission is, and, and go, go help out. Most definitely. Very cool. Well, thanks for your time. Uh, we'll hopefully we'll check in with you maybe in, in a few more months, six months or so. We can see how things are going at CSA, yeah, what you guys are doing, and uh, hopefully we'll see the listeners at your summit on um, November 9th. Great. Appreciate it, Rob. Thanks for having us. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Bye. Learn more about the Colorado security scene at colorado-security.com, where you can see information about local security groups, a calendar of upcoming security events, and learn more about Colorado equals security. Reach out to Alex and Rob by emailing info at colorado-security.com. Until next time, remember, Colorado equals security.